Thanks for listening to Prayer in the Word. My name is Matthew Bryant. We are in a series called Praying Through Philippians. This is actually now the ninth episode focusing on this, uh, where we're going through systematically through the book of Philippians, looking at how uh, not only the God's Word can give us words that we use in our prayer, helping us where we lack words, but also we look and see how God's Word shapes the priority of our prayers. So uh, we are on the, the ninth episode in this series, and we're going to be working through Philippians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 2 through 9, and uh, we're tuning in. If you're tuning in just now with us, this is a series that my church has been preaching through, and I've used this as a uh, way to augment and add to the week as we take time each week to work through a section of Philippians. And um, if you'd like to tune in and listen to those messages, you can go to villagebc.church, the villagebc.church. We're in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We've been preaching through Philippians, and I'd uh, be delighted to have you tune into that sermon series as well. Uh, but right now, let's switch gears and go over and listen to this recording that I've done, focusing on how God's Word not only informs the words that we use in prayer, but also shapes the priorities of our prayer life. Thanks for tuning in. This is Praying Through Philippians. My name is Matthew Bryant, and we're looking at Philippians 2, uh, 4, chapter 4, 2 through 9, and we have been working through this series, looking at how God's Word not only gives us uh, words to use in our prayer, helps us where we lack words, but also shapes the priorities of our prayer. And so um, if you're listening in on the podcast, you'll hear some clicking. Uh, That's me just drawing on the screen. Um, I post these on my Facebook page and also the Facebook page for our church, the Village Baptist Church. So you can tune in and uh, look at those and see how uh, we allow God's Word to just inform the way that we pray from the words that we use to the priorities that we have as we approach the Lord in prayer. So let's look at the text. Um, so we're going to start back at, at uh, verse 1 just to give some context. We looked at this um, last week, but it, it really kind of sets us moving forward. Paul said, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. And so how do you stand firm in the Lord in your prayer life? Well, let's look and see what he says first to them about how to stand firm in the Lord in just general. He says, first, I entreat Yodia and I entreat uh, Syntyche to agree in the Lord. These are two women, Yodia and Syntyche, to agree in the Lord. So there's some disagreement can you imagine being these two ladies sitting in church uh, that day as as the pastors of Philippi, the church in Philippi, get up and they read this letter from Paul, and then they get named, and they kind of just make eye contact across the room at each other? Oh, man, Paul has heard about this. There's a conflict that obviously everyone in the church kind of at least knows about. Um, we don't know if this is an open kind of conflict or more like a cold war that no one's really talking about, but these two women have a disagreement. They have a disagreement with one another. And, uh, and he says, yes, I ask you also, true companion. Now, now this true companion right here, the, the Greek actually says uh, loyal Sisychus. Uh, Sisychus. So um, this gets translated. A lot of you may even have a footnote in your Bible, right? A footnote right here that sends you down to the bottom of your Bible, and it says uh, loyal Sisychus, or it says this. It says, true yoke fellow. 
Now, I lean towards this right here as being the most likely explanation, I mean, especially if he's going to name call and name drop Yodia and Syntyche, that he's also going to name drop this person who's, I would I would believe that Sisychus' name actually is the, this, this true companion or true yoke fellow is the meaning of this man's name, Sisychus. And yes, I ask you also, Sisychus, just like I'm name dropping Yodia and Syntyche, you, Sisychus, you're not, you're not doing what you ought to do. You need to help these women, okay? You're not doing your part. Yeah, um, who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement. See, he's dropping another name. That's why I think this makes sense to translate as, or to leave it untranslated, to leave it just simply as a name, Sisychus, um, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So you're Christian brothers and sisters, and I want you to be unified to agree in the Lord. How do you stand firm in the Lord? Agree in the Lord. Have unity in the Lord. In the Lord. This is a repeated phrase that you'll see now through this text. In the Lord. And so that'll continue as we work our way through. You remember the the call for unity in Philippians 2 verses 1 through 4. Unity was such a key aspect there, and you saw how that unity was not only lived out in the life of Christ in verses 5 through 11, but in the following verses, it was uh, expressed in the way that um, Timothy lived, and and uh, and it was also expressed in the way that Epaphras lived, and, and, and was unified, selfless, humble in all their ways, and so unity is a key aspect. How are you unified in the body of Christ? It's not through shared opinion. Uh, or affinities. Uh, We both like this, or we like doing these things together. No, no, we're unified in the Lord. That's the unity that the church shares, is in the Lord. Verse 4, rejoice. What? In what? In the Lord. I said this is going to be a repeated kind of phrase here. Our rejoicing is to be in the Lord. Now, this is a command. This is not optional for the believer. We are to rejoice in the Lord. What? Always, again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice in what? In the Lord. How often? Always. And oh yeah, by the way, again, I will say, rejoice. Verse 5, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. So not just those within the church, but those outside the church. So this a disagreement between Yodia and uh, um, this other lady, these two women, it's probably known by others outside the church. It's not only seen and observed by those within the church, but it's also being observed by those outside the church. Basically, your reasonableness is not being known to everybody. Church in Philippi, this is hurting your Christian witness. Let your reasonableness known to everyone. The Lord, right, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, in the Lord, Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if anything, ex- if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. 
think on these things. And once you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, in Paul, practice these things, and the peace of God will be with you. So let's see how this section of Scripture informs the priorities of our prayer life. My prayer is therefore then, because of Philippians, looking at Philippians 4, 2 through 9, should be marked by standing firm in the Lord. That's just kind of recapping the where, where we started with the Paul's command to stand firm in the Lord. How? Well, be unified in the Lord. Um, in, in, in be unified in, in the Lord. So whatever... Uh, disunity is among you it's it's um if it's over doctrinal issues paul would have addressed it here if the disagreement between these two women was something that was doctrinal like the divinity of christ the full personhood the full full humanity and divinity of christ jesus then then and he would have addressed it right if it was something doctrinal for the church he would have addressed it so often we'll say doctrine divides well um bad doctrine ought to divide and paul cuts that out. He addresses false teachers in his letters, and he says, don't have this even be among you, okay? And he, he addresses false teaching. It's damnable. This isn't a doctrinal issue that's going on between these two women. Their, their unity, their disunity, rather, is, is something that's not, that's not related to the Lord per se as much as it's something preferential or opinion-based, don't let those things of preference and opinion divide you. Be unified in the Lord, in the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel message has been passed down, the one that uh, Paul has shared with them, that they're saved by grace through faith. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in that message. You know, my prayer should be marked by rejoicing. Uh, remember that the Lord is at hand. I can always go before the Lord in prayer. And I'm to trust in the Lord. So trust in the Lord. So being anxious for nothing. So talking about looking more like at the, what's the, what is the opposite then of being anxious for nothing, but it's in everything, trusting the Lord. Um, you know, um, one of my favorite phrases from Daniel Henderson, who's influenced me so much in my thinking about prayer, and then also especially just in the practice of my prayer and in, in even doing this podcast of Prayer in the Word, it's been, uh, it's it's this, is uh, of remembering that, Prayerlessness is our declaration of independence from God. And so being devoted to prayer is a declaration of dependence on God, trust in Him, dependence on Him for everything. Why? How? How do you do that? How do you trust in the Lord with everything? Well, you do it by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So so there's times for asking God for things in prayer, and we should always, even in our asking of things from God, going before Him with a request, we should always do it with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving should mark our prayer lives. Our prayer life should be marked with thanksgiving. It should also be our prayer life should also be marked by a reflection on the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise. So let's take some time. Let's go back through this scripture passage and just uh, pray this back to the Lord. I've got my Bible open in front of me, and I'm just going to kind of work my way back through this text, praying as I'm reading through the scripture. So, Lord, I pray for unity in your body. Help us to agree in you, Lord, to, to hold fast to what is essential to the gospel message, Lord, to be unified in you. Um, 
Lord, help us to be faithful companions. Lord, help us not to be like uh, Sisychus who, who who dropped the ball and 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 uh, did not pick up the the mantle that he needed to do in helping these women through their disagreement. God, help us to be faithful brothers and sisters to one another. So when we see disagreement, we 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 help other people through it. Lord. Um, I pray, God, that we would just be rejoicing in you always. And so, Lord, I just want to rejoice in you right now, Lord, for the salvation that we have in Christ Jesus. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. What a joy it is to know you. The one who hung the stars in the sky. The one who ensures that this world spins in motion. Lord, you held everything together by the word of your power. Lord, you are the author of all of life. You've numbered our days. You even know the number of hairs on our head. God, the birds of the field, the flowers, the birds of the air, the flowers of the field, they don't worry for anything. So, Lord, who am I to be anxious about anything? So, Lord, with everything, help me to come before you in prayer. Lord, with supplication, Lord, the things that I need for daily living God I just come before you and ask for your help God that you give me daily bread Lord the things that I need to make through today and let tomorrow worry about itself God I give you thanks for how you've sustained my life God you open the eyes of my heart to see you and to know you through Jesus Christ and so God whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, Lord, help me to think on these things today. And Lord, help me to follow through in my living, following good examples. Lord, thank you for the good examples you've given me of what it means to walk out this Christian life in humility and unity and selflessness. You've given me so many good examples from my parents, my grandparents, my pastors before me, God, fellow brothers in the fight right now, God, serve you faithfully. Thank you for the great examples you've given me, God. I have so much to be thankful for. And Lord, I thank you for the peace that, that's with me. And God, no matter my circumstances, I can have peace because you've bought that peace and that assurance with the blood of your son, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the salvation you've given, all in Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, would you take a minute and share it with somebody on social media? You know, it really helps in getting the word out there. And also, too, if it's been helpful for you in your prayer life, would you take some time and, and give us an honest review on, on whatever podcast streaming uh, service you use? I'd greatly appreciate the feedback from you. And uh, if you ever want to reach out to me and, and uh, get a hold of me, have any questions for me, you can always reach out to me through my author blog, which is matthewcbryant.com, Matthew 
wcbryant.com. There you can also get a lot of other resources on prayer and just devotional resources, sermons I've preached. You can also get more information about my book, How to Pray, 15 Days to a More Biblical, Joyful, and Consistent Prayer Life. It's a great little primer on just how to help you over the course of 15 days develop a more biblical, joyful, and consistent prayer life. Taking things that I've learned over 10 years and just distilling that down into a short, quick devotional that I hope will be of great service to you and your walk with Christ. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you as you continue to let God's Word not only inform the words that you use in prayer, but also shape the priority of your prayer life.